Do you like small talk? Maybe you hate it. Do you like going out? So what if you just want to stay at home and watch Netflix? This week, we're talking about the idea of introversion and extroversion, and whether or not it matters in the grand scheme of developing yourself. Hello and welcome to the All Figured Out podcast with me, Sean Jai Krishna. This is a space where I discuss the pressures that some may feel to have it all figured out, when really, you don't need to have it all figured out, and really, it shouldn't matter, as long as we're all taking steps to be better than the person we were yesterday. So join me as I share methods and practices, thoughts and ideas, even experiences of myself and of other people with the aim to encourage, inform, inspire, and if nothing else, then entertain the listeners of the All Figured Out podcast. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the All Figured Out podcast with me, your boy, Sean JK. Thanks once again for being here. Thanks for being part of this exciting journey of the self-development podcast. Uh, you know, shout out to all the people that are sending me messages. Shout out to all the people that are replying to the stories and listening to the episodes as well and enjoying them. I'm really, really grateful for all the feedback that I've received. Thank you so, so much for being here. So let's crack on then with this week's episode. We are talking about am I an introvert? Am I an extrovert? Does it really matter? And my motivations, I guess, for talking about this is that part of developing or improving oneself or actually improving anything for that matter is being able to do uh, three, maybe four things. You know, first and foremost, number one, you need to be able to assess where you are, how effective you are, how good or bad you are, strengths or weaknesses. You need to be able to assess where you are. Two, you need to be able to decide where you need to be or want to be or, you know, have a goal. And I've talked previously about setting goals, having goals and the importance of that as well. Three, you need to plot a way of getting from where you are to where you want to or need to be. And whether that's implementing habits, disciplines, learning or reading, it could be in a relationship context. Maybe you might say that you're going to meet up with a person more, ring them more text them more, FaceTime them, whatever it might be to develop that relationship. You need to plot a way of getting there. And then four, finally, you need to stick to that way and adjust as and when needed. And again, kind of spoke about that before in previous episodes. But I wanted to cover a bit more of that first part, which is assessing where you are, how effective you are. And it's effectively a question of self-awareness. And people that are close to me may have heard me say before that uh you know i think that 99 percent of the world's problems could be solved if people try to be more aware of themselves and that could be across anything it could be estimating how good or bad you are at something uh you know knowing and being aware of the effect you have on other people and you know self-awareness i think could be a massive area that we can all work on essentially and yeah, you know, the question really about self-awareness kind of leads me to this topic where I'm sure at some point uh, or another, we've all tried to assess whether or not we are introverted or extroverted. And the follow up from that would be, you know, does this lend me well to certain careers, having certain attributes or traits? And the flip side of that is, are there any things that I'm just naturally not good at? Or are there any things that um, that don't come to me naturally and initially I didn't really like this whole categorization thing and 
I still don't really, to be honest, uh, using labels and terms, you know, of introversion, extroversion, because I saw them more as excuses. You know, I'm introverted, so I can't make the effort to go and meet people or I'm extroverted. So you're just going to have to forgive me if I overstep or if I'm a bit in your face. I'm a little bit crazy, but that's just who I am going to have to accept me I don't have to be aware of myself and my effect on other people because this is just who I am kind of like star signs actually now I think about it star signs kind of do the same thing they're like oh you're born in this month so you're naturally this way and you're bad at this but you're good at this but you don't have to apologize for any of your shortcomings because it's just who you are it's how you were born and you know let's let's roll with it let's keep making money in telling people who they are and how they can't change. Uh, so, you know, along those sorts of lines, I really disagreed with the whole idea. And I didn't really like to put people in boxes and categories to tell them you are and aren't good at different things. But as you know, I'm sure some of you may have found out or perhaps some of you are guessed, the majority of people don't actually lie in one or the other a category they actually lie somewhere in the middle and it's more of a scale and a continuum rather than a definite and discrete categorization and like the idea of introversion extroversion was coined almost i mean almost 100 years ago now by a psychologist called jung and he's you know i'm, I'm not going to go into the full psychology and history but you know he was a very famous psychologist he wrote the book on this stuff and since he wrote the book on it, it's been tested hundreds of times with groups of introverts, groups of extroverts, and it's still something we hold on to to this day, to this day. And yet the part that we don't reference that often was actually the last part of the book. He actually created another term, which was an ambivert, which actually refers to the majority of people. The third category an ambivert, which is you're not exclusively either category, but you're actually somewhere in the middle. So, yes, you know, the minority of people are actually introverts and extroverts. Um, you know, that being said, in the hundreds of studies that were done, there were observed differences in brain activity between the groups with regards to like blood flow to different regions of the brain. And obviously, or maybe not so obvious, but different regions of the brain are responsible for different functions. So I'm sure you can imagine if you have more blood flow to a particular region, you have perhaps a better performance in a particular function. But again, these were only observed in those minority groups that could be categorized in minority, uh, sorry, in introversion and extroversion. I guess that begs the question, what about the rest of us? Well, <laughs> great news. That means you no longer have an excuse. Um, well, actually, maybe you do if you know, you're know you one of those minority groups of introversion or extroversion. But by and large, most of us, pretty much all of us, are somewhere in the middle. And I suppose a small caveat that I want to admit is I do know that some people do struggle more in social situations. You know, it takes more concentration, perhaps more time, a little bit of being a little bit more switched on and they might find it more mentally taxing or draining um, whereas for other people you know it's a breeze they can just sit there and have information pass in and out talk to different people and it you know it comes really easily and quite naturally I personally I often feel that I leave situations social situations 
on almost a high or a buzz, even if it was after a long, active or tiring day. Um, but, you know, I think that also does depend a lot on who you actually are socializing with. For example, if you socialize with someone with, that you've never met before, it takes far more effort and it's way more energy consuming. And I think part of that, or perhaps most of that, is because throughout the entire conversation, you're just making these micro assessments on whether or not this person likes you, whether or not you're interesting. You know, you're just trying to gauge constantly on, you chuck out a statement, maybe a joke, maybe an interesting fact, and then you just, you're, you're waiting for the feedback. Was it good? You know, do you get a good response from the joke? Do they laugh? Do they find the point that you made interesting? Do they find you insightful? You're making all these micro assessments, you know, like, does my face look okay? Does it matter what I'm wearing? You know, do I have something on my shirt or whatever it is? You're making all these micro assessments purely because you don't know the person. If on the flip side, you hang out with your best friend, you don't have to make any of those assessments. You don't have to guess whether or not they like you. Of course they don't like you. <laughs> I'm joking. But you get my point. It's not as easy as saying, you know, you're good at talking to people. You're not so good at talking to people. Um, or, but, you know, you like talking to people. You don't like talking to people. For example, sorry, for example, like, it may depend on your job as well. If you're someone that has a job where you have to talk a lot, you're a salesperson, you're one of these telly salespeople, my goodness, my mum watches an ungodly amount of QVC, sorry mum, and these women, men, salespeople can talk and talk and talk and oh my goodness, what they're saying, I don't, I don't really know how anyone can listen to them for more than five or ten minutes, but my mum has that persistence, you know, that resilience to just keep watching it, if I can call it resilient. Um, but yeah, she just watches these people. And I think if that was my job, I would never want to talk to a single person ever again, because I'm constantly having to spout this uh, rubbish, really. I'm just constantly talking and talking and nattering and just, it's just nyah, 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 all the time. Yeah, if that was my job, I would not want to talk to anyone after that. Um, so yeah, it, I think it can depend sometimes on your job as well. You spend all day talking. Obviously, when you get home, you don't want to do that anymore. Talking is your job. Why would you want to do that? Um, but yeah, it also, you know, I very much also change depending on what I've done. So, you know, sometimes if I am just honestly knackered, then I'll just stay in. I'll watch TV. I'll mess around on the piano or the guitar or something. Um, you know, but how, you know, nine times out of 10, I will probably try and see some friends just because I prefer doing that. But honestly, if I'm tired, I'm not going to be like, oh, no, I need to kill myself to get to the pub or to go to Nando's or whatever it is to go and see some people. I'll just stay in and watch uh, some Netflix or something or some Amazon video, whatever it might be. And I suppose I'll finish and I'll, I'll wrap this slightly shorter episode up with this is, you know, when I was in lower sixth form, I went for head boy in my school. It's actually, it's quite funny. My mum said to me on, on my first day of school in year seven, here's me just turned 12, little chubby brown Sean rocking up to the school gate. I literally didn't know anyone. <laughs> and my mum was like, Sean, one day you're going to be the first brown head boy of, of this school, of Glynn School. And I thought, wow, wouldn't that be mental? Wouldn't that be cool? I'm sure everyone wants to be head boy, blah, 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 in my little year seven, 12-year-old voice. Um, so yeah, in lower sixth, my chance came, and I took it. 
you had to do this long campaigning process. You had to pitch yourself to lower school students, you know, personally and go and meet people and campaign for yourself. Quite a interesting experience, I'll say. But the last hurdle, if you will, was you had to give a speech in front of your entire year and the year above you as to why they should vote for you as head boy. Now, now, I'm sure you can imagine how as a 17, I think I was 17 at the time, but even as like, as a teenager, you're already extremely self-conscious of your peers and being judged by the people in your year because you don't know all of your year that well. I knew a fair amount of people in my year. I had a good relationship with I'd say I didn't really have a bad relationship with anyone personally and honestly. But you know, you, you still you're not on you're not on best friend basis of all these people, okay? Not everyone's going to have your back automatically just because you went for head boy. That no, it doesn't work like that. So you're already very self-conscious of that fact. Now take that and then you know, apply that to the year above you in school. Now you, <sighs> that relationship year your year to the year above there's this constant weird relationship where you're constantly trying to uh, i don't know like look cool to them or something as if them being a year older made them infinitely cooler than you i don't know how it happened or why it still works like that but that's i, don't, I can't explain it that's just how it worked so anyway this was by far one of the most terrifying experiences of my life and mate the self-consciousness was there there's all sorts of butterflies adrenaline tingling i'm pretty sure i couldn't see out of one eye <laughs> i needed a wee <laughs> i might be exaggerating a little bit it sounds like i had like some sort of terminal disease or something it was just a speech man get over it but anyway you know i it wasn't an easy experience it really wasn't and some people might have just looked at me and been like oh yeah no sean's just naturally a good speaker and that's not even to say that I'm a good speaker the speech went well thankfully uh, you know I didn't throw up or you know just lose where I was and just go off script and it was a major car crash you know it went well I stuck to my lines and bullet points and all the rest of it and it was fine but someone could easily have looked at me and been like oh this is Sean's first speech to his peers and the year above and he's done fine he's absolutely nailed it he's just born a good speaker but and, you know, from then on, I gave a bunch of other speeches and I've done presentations and all sorts since then. And and I can honestly say I've only been as good in those recent presentations and speeches because that first one was so far outside of my comfort zone. Literally every speech, any speech is easier compared to that first one. And I guess what I'm saying is the bottom line of this is that we aren't locked into any category that allows us to do some things and not others and i would encourage all of us to continue to push for the things that we do want to be better at because it's just it's so much easier to just assume that others were born that way and that you weren't to assume that others were born good uh, at certain things and that you weren't at those things as well when that likely isn't the case at all so yeah i want to leave you with that thought hopefully a bit inspiring and encouraging perhaps a bit thought-provoking as well and challenge some of your preconceptions or even just conceptions about yourself and yeah just encourage you to continue to push the boat out on the things that you want and 
perhaps not make those excuses so often as to why you can't do things and tell yourself why you can and um, but yeah guys thank you again so much for being here i know this was a slightly shorter one slightly tighter for time this week it's been a crazy week and um, but yeah again thank you so much for being here thank you so much for listening hope you guys enjoyed as always guys can i be really cheeky and ask for three things one if this platform allows you to review it i think uh, apple podcast definitely does allow you to review it and leave comments please feel free to do so also anchor does this really cool thing where you can actually leave voice memos on the podcast like it, o- it only comes to me but you can leave like this little voice note and give feedback say what you liked or you know whatever you want to say and um, which is actually quite a cool feature i think so anyway two you can message me personally send me a whatsapp send me a text message an email lend me a pigeon um, and just tell me what you liked what you thought i could improve on perhaps what you'd be interested in finding out more about ask me a question if you want to you don't have to but if you want to you can and third and finally if you think this was useful helpful thought-provoking for someone else that you know feel free to share it with them send them the link or just drop the name of this podcast in conversation but yeah apart from that guys thank you so much this has been the all figured out podcast and we'll see you next week